0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Aleo Lopez continues to play his way into the 2023 roster conversation. Graham Ashcraft makes his return, but so does our long-lost friend, Connor Overton. And Nick Lodolo continues to move towards the staff ace Designation. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Reds. Let's go. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on Reds. Thanks for making locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the locked on podcast network and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker. Jeff Carr has the week off. He is out. So it is me and you. And I have a passion for baseball. I have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. I've been covering this team in podcast form for just about five years. So I've taken that passion and I've turned it into information for you. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about whether or not Alejo Lopez has played his way into the conversation for a roster spot in 2023. We're going to check in on our buddies, Graham Ashcraft and Connor Overton, who both pitched this weekend against the Milwaukee Brewers. And we'll talk Nick Lodolo and ask the question, uh, is he earning himself the designation of staff ace? But where we're going to start is with Aleo Lopez, because he has really delivered uh, in a season that it would be very easy for him to make excuses and not have delivered Uh, so far this season, his slash line. He's hitting 285, 340, 362. So that on-base percentage of 340, I think, is key. Uh, He gets on base. He gives others opportunities to drive him in uh, and pick up the RBIs and score runs for this team. Uh, I know people want to knock the 362 slugging percentage, and they want him to hit for more power. But baseball is trying to get away from the home run or nothing approach. It's why they're getting rid of the shift. It's why they're trying to rush the pitchers a little bit. It's why they continue to tinker to make the game quote unquote more exciting. Bring back the running game, make the bases bigger, get guys to steal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Aleo Lopez. In his style of play lends itself to that very thing. Uh, this is a guy that's a little bit of old school baseball. He's going to hit them where they ain't. He's going to get himself on base so can go back to the old days of get them on, get him over, get him in, right? Uh, you know, this is a player that currently has an OPS plus of 91. You know, that's 9% below league average, but consider this. Uh, it's the highest on the team right now. As far as the hitters go, Uh, Jonathan India, 90, Kyle Farmer, 89, Leo Lopez, 91. That tells you everything you need to know about what he's done now that he's been given some consistent playing time. The Reds have jerked him around up and down, up and down, back to Louisville, call him back up, all the while keeping players on the roster that really weren't as good as him. And we knew it. He knew it. Everyone knew it. Uh, I don't exactly understand what it was about Aleo Lopez that the Reds didn't feel like he was ready to be on the roster. And and it's a little bit disappointing because, you know, this is a guy that I have hyped since well into last season. I really felt like the Reds needed to give him an opportunity to show what he can do. Here's one of the exciting things about what aleo lopez's game brings he's a switch hitter and i know we've talked about switch hitters before i mean you know tucker barnhart was a switch hitter but problem was he couldn't hit from one side of the plate some would argue couldn't hit from both sides of the plate on some days but uh, he definitely struggled when he switched sides and and ultimately it led to him just picking being a right-handed hitter and giving up batting lefty Uh, but aleo lopez is not like that his splits are pretty uh even Uh, His on-base percentage, over 300, both from the right and the left side of the plate. And I think that what that does is it, it makes him all the more valuable because you can spot start him to give a guy a day off no matter who's pitching and you don't have to worry about it being a righty versus a lefty on the mound. You can use him as a pinch hitter. You can use him as a substitution uh, when you need to, and not really have to worry about playing the matchups so much. So I think that is just another layer of what he's bringing to the game and what he's bringing to the table for the reds in order to really, you know, cement, a spot in the conversation for 2023. Now I'm not saying that he's locked that down and there are some variables that are going to factor into that. Uh, what we still don't know is if, how many of the youngsters down in the minor league system, the, the highly ranked prospects, what their progression is going to look like in the offseason, who's going to be vying for roster spots and at what position we don't know any of that. But what we do know is Leo Lopez can play all over the infield, uh, apparently including not a very good pitcher. But, you know, he pitched the other night, you know, uh, position player pitching moment. But he's shown value. Uh, We don't know when Matt McLean's coming up. We don't know when, you know, Marte is going to be promoted to Cincinnati. It's still probably a couple years away. We don't know. How exactly that's gonna shape out? So for twenty twenty three, I think that Aleo Lopez, uh, going into spring training, when they go to Goodyear in February, I think that Aleo Lopez definitely has to be in the conversation to be your super utility type guy. Now we've tried to put that label on others. We've talked about it being Kyle Farmer. We've talked about it being, you know, uh, potentially maybe they, you know, bring Matt Reynolds back uh, team friendly cost for a super utility role. Not quite sure how that's going to play out, but this is what I know. Aleo Lopez is delivering at the same level and he's going to be playing for the league minimum, which as we all know, that appeals to Bob Castellini very, very much. So for me, I would like to see Aleo Lopez be given strong consideration. I want him to get tons of playing time out in Goodyear next February and March in order to prove himself, in order to be part of this roster, because he's done all of these things while shuttling back and forth between the majors and the minors in situations that really, I mean, let's face it, would discourage most people. So Aleo Lopez has earned the right to be in that conversation. And then let's just hope that the Reds stop jerking him around. When we reach spring training in February, listen, this weekend, Graham Ashcraft, he pitched, he pitched for the Reds in Cincinnati and he was joined by a long lost friend. That's coming up in just a bit. But before we get to that, uh, I need to, to burst some bubbles, put some fear in some people's heart because you know, the holidays, they are a coming. they are going to be here before we know it. And if you're running a small business, you know how important it is to get yourself set for the holidays. And believe it or not, they're going to be here before you know it. And LinkedIn can help you get your people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster. And for free, you can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions. They do apply. Coming up tomorrow, we are going to talk about today's game with the mighty pirates of Pittsburgh and we go to war, but I'll explain that tomorrow. Uh, if you watch the Reds over the weekend, I know many of you did, just like me. You saw that Graham Ashcraft pitched for the Reds. He was on the mound in Cincinnati against the Milwaukee Brewers. Not a great stat line. Four innings pitched, eight hits allowed, four earned runs. He did strike out two, and he didn't walk anybody. So those are some positives from that particular start on the year. That makes his ERA 4.18 if ERA is something that matters to you. But here's the thing. Going back to before Graham Ashcraft's injury, let's take his last seven starts. So that includes his start this weekend against the Brewers, plus the previous six. Uh, The stat line's not that bad. 3.83 ERA in 42 and a third innings pitched. In that time, he struck out 34 while only walking 11. This is what I know. Graham Ashcraft is going to be in the conversation to be part of the big dogs of the Reds rotation in 2023. I am not particularly worried about how Ashcraft looks towards the end of the season here in Cincinnati in 2022. It's a lost season. We've talked about it many, many times on this show. Uh, I'm just looking for players to get their repetitions. It's good that, you know, Ashcraft has worked his way back. he's going to get a few more innings, going to face some more major league hitters, and I think it's going to find himself in great position in the offseason to be the number three guy of this rotation uh, when it reconvenes in February out in Goodyear. And Ashcraft, you know, he's one of those guys that we can really label as a surprise on the year. You know, we spent so much time talking about Lodolo and green and so much time talking about the Matt McLeans and, and so much time talking about who's getting traded. Is it going to be Luis Castillo? Is it going to be Tyler Malley? Turned out to be both. But Graham Ashcraft was really overshadowed and came out of nowhere for a lot of fans uh, to be the pitcher that he is this year. And I think the thing above all is that he's shown that it wasn't just a flash. He didn't have a good month and then fall off. He's been consistently good when he's pitched this year. So for him to to work his way back, get a couple more starts, show us he's still that guy and what little uh, bit of innings he has left to throw. I think that's great. I think it's good for Graham. I think it's good for the Reds to see that. And, you know, I'm looking forward to him being the the known commodity in next season's rotation where we have a top three of, of those strong young guys. Uh, it's going to be exciting to go out to the ballpark and watch the Reds nearly every single day just for the, the electric young pitchers that are going to be on the mound, uh, never mind what it is that these young hitters do and how fast the young prospects progress. Uh, these pitchers are electric and they're going to be so much fun to watch. But, but Graham Ashcraft was not the only young, surprising pitcher on the mound for the Reds this weekend. Uh, interestingly, the Reds used a piggyback scenario, and following up Graham Ashcraft was our old friend Connor Overton. Yes. That Connor Overton, that was this year. I I invite you to think all the way back to the beginning of this year, back when we were trying to figure out where we were going to go. Connor Overton was in this Reds rotation and pitching very, very well. Uh, This is a season where he started out on fire for the Reds. Uh wrapping up 2022, I think it's realistic to to say that the Reds probably keep him out there in the bullpen, use him in a piggyback scenario, get him some relief innings, because that's probably where he projects to start the year in 2023. I don't think we're going to realistically talk about him being in this rotation to open the season, uh, but as, as we all know you need six, seven, eight starting pitchers uh, in Major League Baseball nowadays to make it through a season because, I mean, God knows the Reds have showed us this year. If you don't have depth, you are in trouble. So for Overton, I think that it's going to be kind of a scenario where he looks to do good work, uh, strike guys out. He'll probably be be pitching out of the bullpen uh, and he'll be waiting for opportunity to present itself. He'll be waiting for... Uh, someone to get hurt, really. But um, I think he'll be ready to go. I I look for the Reds to use him kind of in a long relief role in those middle innings uh, just immediately after the starter goes out. So you know, multiple inning appearances, pitching uh, the sixth and the seventh, uh, pitching part of the sixth, seventh into the eighth. I I think that'd be a great role for Connor Overton. Uh, Keep him stretched out a little bit. uh, Keep him working multiple innings, long periods of time. uh, Keep him positioned to be the fill in starter whenever you need one. So for me, Graham Ashcraft, Hunter Green, Nick those are going to be the big dogs of the rotation. Overton's going to be waiting in the wings and We never know the rest of these pitchers like stout, like Williamson, uh, like uh, Connor Phillips. These guys are going to continue to develop and they're going to be fighting for spots too. It all lends itself back into that conversation of there's so much talent coming and it's going to be so exciting to kind of see how the little bit of successes these guys are finding here towards the end of 22, 2022 carry over into 2023 and make it possible for uh position battles and for you know some electric fights in spring training where it's spring training is going to matter uh like it's never mattered in in a long time for the reds i think because there are going to be a lot of guys playing for spots they're going to be fighting for roster spots i i'm not i don't recall a year recently where as many positions will be up in the air in the rotation in the bullpen uh the position players so much battling going on uh when this team meets up out in arizona so we look to see how that plays out Uh, i've mentioned nick a couple times and we're going to talk nick next you can follow the podcast on all platforms including youtube if you're watching me on youtube right now thank you so much click subscribe click the bell make sure you get notified every time We post something here at Locked on Reds. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker, as it says on the screen. Uh, That's Offenbaker with two Fs. Uh, Jeff's not here, so his plate's not up today, but you can follow him on Twitter as well. He is at Jeff Carr, but that is Jeff with three Fs because, as I always tell you, spelling is hard for him and he can't help it. Uh, And then you can follow the show at Locked on Reds as well. All right. Nick Lodolo has been pitching better and better and better every time he goes on to the field. And for me, it, it leads to this question. Has he done enough to earn the designation of staff ACE? Uh, you know, when this season started, when we opened the year, we spent so much time hyping Hunter green, the, the Hunter green hype train could not be stopped. Uh, and, rightfully so uh, Hunter green he's amazing amazing velocity he's super smart he he studies the game he's super articulate uh, great member to have on this team great pitcher and he's gonna do great things and he may go out in the next year or two and and end this conversation and seize back that staff ace role that elite pitcher designation but for right now i think nick Lodolo has done enough to be considered the number one starter on this staff i think he's on the inside track to be your opening day pitcher next season because he's been amazing he's done nothing but go out every time since he started this year and get better and better, and better. Uh, this season, he started 18 games. He's thrown 98 in the third's innings. He struck out 126 while only walking 34. And that's really the key. He does not walk, guys. He doesn't put them on base. I mean, look at his September numbers alone. He has struck out 44 players in the month of September. You know how many he's walked? You can count them on one hand. Five. One, two, three, four, five. That's how many walks he's issued in the month of September. This kid's elite. He's getting better every time. I don't think we've even seen him hit the ceiling yet. He's going to continue to work on that back foot slider where it doesn't hit people as much as it has. And he gets more guys out. It's really amazing. He's really just gone above and beyond anything i expected to him you know we look back at how the season started with hunter green and nicodolo green gets that start in atlanta to get his professional career underway he does well and what the hype train was already doing it exploded and continued to just really elevate hunter green all the way through probably post los angeles where he went on his first skid and slowed things down a little bit. Now, Nick had a different experience. He started that first game in Cincinnati and was clearly nervous. Clearly, adrenaline and nerves got the best of him. He didn't pitch well, uh, but every start since then, he has studied. He has worked hard, and he has come out better than he was the start before. And I think that that's all that you can ask for from these rookie pitchers, all of them really, because that's what we want to see. It's that development. You know, I talked about this with some of the other rookies on this team that they should get the repetitions. We shouldn't be so focused on the results. And then at the end of the season, look at what the results are. See if we feel like they are developing and moving in the right direction and then make decisions based on that. You know, we see that with the position players and guys like Jose Barrero, who I've said, just play him. Let's see what happens. Well, I think the sample size has gotten large enough where you start to wonder if a Barrero type player is going to be in the long term plans of this team uh, when there's so many more guys coming. Same thing with these pitchers. Uh, Keep running. Connor Overton out there. Keep running Graham Ashcraft out there. Keep running green and Lodolo out there. Let's see what direction they're moving for me. Green and Lodolo, no question have, have just grown leaps and bounds are getting better are improving are going to make this team great. They have cemented their spots as one and two at the top of this rotation. I mentioned in the last segment, I think Graham Ashcraft is your number three heading into 2023, and he has continued to deliver in a way that makes me not doubt that at all. Those are your three big guns. Four and five are going to be up in the air, and you take every other pitcher that's pitched for the Reds this year, you look at how they're performing, and then you decide who gets to fill those roster spots. Uh, There's another rookie that I did want to make mention of because you know, it's Jeff's guy and it's pretty exciting stuff. And you know, he, he did something this weekend. Let's talk about Alexis Diaz for a minute. He continues to just get better out of the bullpen. I think the reds have found their. I really hate the word closer. I don't want the reds to have a closer. I think saves are overrated. Uh, but Alexis Diaz is that stopper guy. He's that guy you can call on when you need someone to come get you a big out, whether it's in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Alexis Diaz is that guy for the Reds. Uh, but he did record a save on Sunday in the two-to-one victory over the Milwaukee Brewers. That save is Alexis Diaz' ninth save on the year. And you may not know this, but that moves him past Heath Hembray on the Reds' all-time list. <laughs> That's where I'm going to wrap it up today, folks. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. That's going to wrap up this edition. Coming up tomorrow, I will look back on that mighty contest uh, between the Reds and the Pirates happening today, and we are going to talk war. And I'll explain that when you tune in tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen now. Make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team. It includes the biggest stories from around the league and a little bit of Sully's unique sense of humor. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. As for us, I will be here tomorrow because I, along with Jeff Carr, are locked on Reds every single day. We will see you and hear you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.